future. Oh yeah, Jack, you predicted the future. Congratulations. Oh no, no wait. That this can be the this. Oh, this is the cold open. Oh, good job, Adam. Good job. Way to go, Adam. Yeah. Okay. So smooth, smooth. So, <laughs> the, so the, the cold open, cold as frost. The supposed new Boards uh, of Canada uh, single that just released on Spotify. Um, big surprise! Uh, Spotify doesn't screen their stuff very well because that's not Boards of Canada. That is an AI generated Boards of Canada fake song <laughs> that somebody uploaded to Spotify, and Spotify was just like, "Yep." That Man, sounds I was like- so excited. Yeah, I'm so God. excited I, for you. Jack. I had my hopes sky high, but, but Jack, I think your I, I have arc the, has started. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the this I have like the dark gift of prophecy. <laughs> where, yeah, the the, the comebacks Jack calls will just be evil facsimiles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, just you. a monkey monkey paw. Yeah, I was literally yeah. about to say it's a monkey's paw. I prof- I, I might just like not actually call it a comeback just be like yeah just uh you know don't call it a comeback morrissey and then morrissey will drop dead and everybody will clap yeah but no but see jack i don't i don't think there's i don't think there's there's a choice i think that you don't call the morrissey comeback and morrissey like claims rights to all smith's records and takes them <laughs> off the market forever like <laughs> yeah Morrissey posthumously edits his voice out of every Smith song ever and refuses to have anyone re-record the vocals ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no winning. You, uh, this I'll, is I'll, I think I'm I'm I think this is great. Just remember, Jack, if you wish for ghosts, you get ghosts. And I'm the Glinda <laughs> the Good Witch, so no wishing for dead people. Leave that to me. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you soon edith (laughs) because we don't yeah exactly edith is coming but edith is gonna be cool if not confused if you wish for edith we're we're gonna get an evil an evil ghost we're gonna get ai edith yeah (laughs) actually that would be the most likely edith resurrection (laughs) yeah what if that's jack's power what if it's just ai related oh man I, I this is my curse for bringing it up in like the first episode. <laughs> Being like, it's gonna be used for evil, guys. I hope we figure it out. And then, you know, AI is just like, yeah. you want to see some more evil shit? Get this planks of North America out of here. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> thank you anyway welcome (laughs) welcome to the jam jar (laughs) welcome to the jam jar my name is hillel slot i'm joined as always by my co-host here uh say hi adam that that's me i'm adam havsky and um our our special guest is back um not the special guest from last episode but our always most special guest of all time um you know him you love him the the original jack back from the past um why, why don't you why don't you say hello hello <laughs> God, <he's>, <laughs> fuck <laughs> I, thought, I was like i was like he's not gonna do it again 
He won't be he's cool this good. time. <laughs> but you nailed it. You nailed it. You, you revealed even less information, and it was so fucking funny and cool. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, oh man. Fuck. I didn't even want to do this joke again. I was I was perfectly happy to just be like, Jack's not cool anymore. That was going to be my joke. I was going to say, Jack yeah. isn't cool anymore. Ha, ha, ha. We finally... No. Yeah, but, but that's... Did it. Jack, Jack plays the bass, all right? And as we yeah. know, that's the coolest instrument to play. You're um, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Jack's back. Where you been, Jack? Yeah. What you been up to? <laughs> I, uh, I went to the beach. Uh, it was very nice and relaxing. Uh... I had some some nice beers and I sat on the beach for a week and I got a wicked suntan and uh, you know life's good. Uh, oh yeah, I, right on. Music wise, uh, I did listen to a bunch of like uh, uh, as I've been on kind of this train, uh, just like Japanese jazz fusion stuff, like um, you know, like uh, Masayoshi Takanaka mostly. Like I made a Fuck big yeah. playlist with a bunch of him. Uh, and actually, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. I, uh, I kind of did a, 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 a prank on my buddies who I was, um, staying with, uh, at this beach house. Uh, whenever the Bluetooth radio was available, I would just, uh, put on, uh, the song Taj Mahal by, uh, Takanaka, uh, oh, which yeah. is just incredibly catchy. It's, it's super simple. It's literally just like a chorus of guys going Taj Mahal, oh, Taj Mahal, <laughs> and then there's another part that's like da 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 da. It's just like you know disco sort of like you know fuzz basically, um, and it's so fucking catchy. Uh, I played it again and again until I got it in the heads of like basically everybody in the house. And so they would just be like, you know, washing dishes and they would just go, Taj Mahal. Man, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> a legend. Glad, yeah. glad to know that even off the podcast, Jack, you were still being just as cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. Really, it was a really cool thing to do and uh, people loved me for it. <laughs> yeah. everybody. I bet everybody really appreciated that. Uh, the one thing I know about earworms is that people want them and they're grateful for them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that Green Onions has been playing in my head ever since we started recording. This. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. The yeah. The I guess. Um. The only other thing is, in, in an effort to promote this podcast, I've I've tried to make a social media presence, and um. One of the things I've tried to do is, as as we've now established, we on the show, as with most people who listen to music on this planet, um, agree, love King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And, and because they have 23 full-length studio albums. Is it 20? I think it's 23 with Petro Dragon. Yeah, I think it's 23. I think it's actually, it's gone up um, by two uh, since we started this episode. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just they, they just it? made two two albums while we were chit chatting here. Jack, yeah. you're joking right now, but like, <laughs> there is a fifty percent chance you're correct. That they've released an album since we started. Yeah, it could. Yeah, be. yeah. Like, I would if if I like go on Wikipedia, it's like, oh, new album, 
that just came out 20 no all right so it is yeah all right that's what it is there's a three percent chance that king gizzard and the lizard wizard drops a new album every day and it's just a flat three percent so some years some years they drop like seven albums and some years they drop like one album i i think the most they ever did was five which was no i think they beat it i think they i think they did six over the pandemic one of those years no, it's really? it, it 2017 is their only um like crazy release year. I got to look at cuz I thought five. I saw something. They, I'm they, looking you know, at it right now. studio albums. I am a fifth of the way there. I just made it to quarters today. I've also been listening to a bunch of King Gizzard by the way. I really like um I really like Made in Timeland. Like I'm a I, big fan of that that little project. I don't know if you could call it an album. It's only two tracks. Um, it is an album, technically, but it's like 30, 40 minutes. So yeah, I mean they're they they definitely <laughs> I'd say consistently. If there was one influence that kind of above all else is evident in almost all of their albums, it is the prog rock and like. Yeah. You could have an album yeah. that's two tracks but still forty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, 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 easily. I think that they definitely like to kind of bend what an album can be. That's kind of their uh, their thing. Because they yeah. like to do they they like to do concept albums. So they have a really strong creative frame. Right? Yeah. So far, it, other than one of the five I've listened to, I would consider a concept album. I feel like 12 Bar Brews, their, like, first album is, like, I'd say probably their only, like, truly just, like, garage rock punky album. And, like, it's awesome. I loved it. it. They're good at that. They're super good at that. But, like, if you compare it to the conceptuality of the other albums I've listened to, it's very... It's very different. Oh, God, I'm on six. God, there's so many albums. Um, Quarters is their sixth album that they'd ever released. Yeah, it, it's just funny to think that, like, when you think of any other band listening to, like, six of their the albums in their discography, it's like, yeah, I'm, like, pretty well-versed in this artist. But, like, I've listened to probably, like, eight or nine King Gizzard albums um and it's it's still like i i haven't listened to the majority of their musical output so and it's like and for yeah and just for a band that truly releases like such a variety of sounds because like the next two albums i'm gonna do after quarters are paper mache dream balloon and nonagon infinity which i'd say are two of the most different albums they've released like yeah out of their early albums i think donagon infinity is like hmm? the 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 one that like kind of rocketed them yeah like i think that's that's a lot of people's jumping off point or like where a lot of people were like point like yeah a lot of people were like oh this is the album to listen to by them but like you were you were talking about you know good old Japanese jazz fusion and Quarters is a jazz fusion album. Yeah, <laughs> Quarters is like city pop, like it's yacht rock. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the first song is full on Dave Brubeck. It's in fucking five 
It's in 5-4. <laughs> What's jazzier than 5-4? Than <laughs> would, uh, would you describe that album as easy or hard listening, would you say? Ah, yeah, so... Well, first, first let me let me bring it all the way back to our okay. last to to not our last episode, but the 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 to date last released episode of recording. It will not be the last released episode when this episode comes out, but nothing like creating some temporal disturbances in the podcast verse. Um Yeah, wait, which episode are you, are you talking about episode 3? I'm talking about episode 3. Um okay. because we on this podcast, um, we we hail the prophet James A. Caster, um, <laughs> and I he has a he has a podcast where he makes comedians listen to random albums from 2016. Wait, really? Um, yes. Oh man, <laughs> it's that's a amazing. that's a better idea than our idea. Fuck. <laughs> what than our Shh, podcast? You don't, you don't have to yes. tell him that. <laughs> well of that's, course it is he's a professional why aren't we making comedian. that why aren't we making that podcast damn it <laughs> well because he knows famous professional comedians i and, and i know i'm getting there <laughs> give me time give me time <laughs> why don't we just invite a bunch of famous people to our fucking podcast we're I idiots I yeah, I yeah I we're fools we're fools um <laughs> But basically, he does that, and the first episode I listened to is he had the guest he had on listen to um, a Death Grips album, oh, which and and she she was a she's a she's a big um, she's a big Prince fan. She listens to um, what <laughs> what James describes as easy listening. And um, okay. Death Grips, he described as hard listening, and mm. Death, oh boy, Death Grips is pretty hard. <laughs> do I do I love that description? Because honestly, I feel like I've I've only recently come into my my hard listening phase of of music mm. um, music appreciation. Um, I find that like even things that I I think could be considered hard by some people, like some more obscure jazz. I still think is much easier listening than something like Black Midi or Death Grips. And I think that I've only recently gotten to the point where I appreciate stuff like that. Or like, you know, um, contemporary classical music, like stuff by Aaron Cohen or other contemporary classical composers. Because I mm. think um, good old good old Miss Roberts, um, the band director and orchestra leader from um, oh, shout high school. Out. Shout out Miss Roberts. Um I'm Rob. She she definitely, you know, was a part of my musical journey through life. And um one of the things that she absolutely loved was some hard listening classical music. And I think that because it was oh. in school, <laughs> I learned to despise it. I was like, I I want give me give me the give me the good notes. Give me I don't want tritones. I don't want cacophony. I don't want discord. Like just just you you resolve those chords you bring it home please please and miss roberts wasn't having it so i think that put me off it for a long time but recently i found myself like just you know listening a bit harder and so okay. i wanted to i wanted to talk about easy versus hard listening and i know that you two enjoy a hard listen and i, I wanted to know like when 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 when'd you get hard 
when did you when do you feel like that that happened um when did that transition when was your musical puberty this is uh, such an interesting question uh I yeah think, first of all if i could take I, I have to really bit. think yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just want to double someone? check i just want to double check before we even start I just want to double check and make sure I have a good understanding of easy versus hard listening. Cause I think I get it, but I don't think I have it. I don't think I get it so much that I can put it into words. So let me try now. Yeah. Uh, I think what you're saying is that easy listening music is like almost, you could almost say that it's like naturally fun to listen to. Like you could, you don't have to put in a significant amount of effort to enjoy listening to the music. But yeah. we can already see right there where it starts to get tricky, right? Because, like, there's stuff... Once you listen to enough... Because, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but, Jack, once you listen to, like, enough, quote-unquote, hard listening, it's just not hard anymore. Like, you just want to hey. hear it. <laughs> is, is this, like, a hard drugs uh, fucking uh, yeah, metaphor? Yeah, this is a perfect perfect metaphor to hard drugs exactly right um to to yeah i uh, go ahead the thing is when you get into music that's i'm gonna interpret it this way just kind of like part of the the complexity and denseness is the point um because mm-hmm. yeah. death grips as an example um like compared to prince is the two yeah the two examples you gave like you, you're supposed to listen to the melody when you listen to Prince. You're supposed to understand what he's saying with the lyrics. You're supposed to understand the intention immediately from the song, and just get get it immediately. Mm. Um, I feel like Death Grips yeah. is like immediately. It's it's like <laughs> the the lyrics aren't even like the lyrics are awesome if you dive into Death Grips lyrics. Um, because they do go hard, <laughs> um, but part of it is just like appreciating, like kind of the the chaos of the the arrangement. Like, um, yeah, I I feel like part of it's just like I I don't like. It's like if you've like listened to enough music, it's like oh I don't know what to expect from this song, and that's exciting. Like that's yeah. almost kind of the feeling you're you're going for. When you get hard, yeah. Uh, another way, another way of thinking about it is you can think about it as like the new game plus of music. Like, <laughs> it's like it. You could think of it as literal hard mode. It's like I want music that isn't. I want music that is working against me to make it's it challenging. Harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's an it's element a, yeah, of that's... there's an element of antagonism in a hard listen. It's like I think I'm, this music isn't going to come to you and just let you hear it. You gotta go. You gotta try. You gotta like, I, get ready. I think I have uh, an idea of uh, the transition I went to. Probably the. I mean, this is a good introductory uh, album for a lot of people who are getting into more like challenging music. But um, probably OK Computer. Like, it's not the hardest fucking album, yeah, sure. but like, it's it's definitely like. In the the story of Radiohead, it's the point of their discography where they really start to morph and change really radically. And um, it was the first album of theirs that I listened to, but I listened to a bunch of, you know, like, I was really into, like, Muse, um, mm-hmm. 
which I don't consider super hard listening. Like mm-hmm. a lot of muse is like, you know, it it plays its tone pretty plain, but there's a lot of like kind of like under the hood, really complex stuff in Radiohead um, that I hadn't really been listening to before. I think um, kind of bringing it back to like when you were learning music for the first time. Uh, I I do remember there was a moment um, where I was in um, kind of like a beginner's piano class in high school, um, and I would finish assignments really quickly in that class, um, and then I would just listen to music and try to learn it, and you'd, I had a lot of free time. Uh, and I remember I was going through all of Radiohead's discography at the time, and I was listening to Amnesiac. And I heard the song, uh, uh, the Pyramid song, which is a really, like, kind of, like, stripped-down, piano-driven song. Um, and I remember, I was like, okay, I'm learning chords. I can learn these chords, and I can play it. Uh, and it's in, like, a fucky time signature. And I never Mm. successfully played it because that time signature just defeated me. And I think that's the first time that I truly got hard. (laughs) <laughs> is that the one where it was like in 13 or 15 or something i like, I, I don't remember it it's a crazy time signature. you're talking about uh, everything is this everything in its right place no no uh pyramid oh, okay. song um oh, okay. off of uh the there's two albums there's kid a and amnesiac that were recorded at the same time That's right. and they kind of yeah. divvied up each of those um everything in albums its right place in, is on kid a yeah and then uh pyramid song is I think it's either the last or one of the last songs on. No, because uh, yeah, I'm, it's it's like near the end of Amnesiac. It's not the last song, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, but but that song you should get you should give it a listen because it's I think a perfect jumping off point. It's like this isn't easy listening. <laughs> there's yeah, there's right. something fucky going on. Like even though it's so stripped down, it's not like cluttered with a bunch of sounds like like a death grip song is like feels really overwhelming there's very few death grip songs that like don't kind of just like aren't dense but you know this song isn't dense it's just like feels off kilter because of the the time signature they use and that yeah that i think is like the the point in, in music where i was like this is defeating me and that's amazing like music is so like incredible (laughs) i i have i have two things first thing is we had piano class (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. i I took piano at blair yeah i do not remember i or like i do i don't know a core memory is slowly being unlocked i did not take piano but i'm slowly like recalling the weird auxiliary like music classes we had at blair oh yeah um yeah we had some weird ones i think yeah i i think i i want to kind of solidify the the definition i'm going for in this case i don't think it's it's necessarily like has to be it but i think that enjoyment is actually a very small part of it because i think that like Mm. again a hard listen is enjoyable when you enjoy listening to things that are challenging like that's going to be enjoyable right away I think that if if that's something you're seeking out, and I I think it's funny that to some people it's going to be enjoyable right away, 
to to some individuals. Well, yeah, if it's something you're seeking out. Like, right. if you're seeking out a hard listen, it's going to be enjoyable to you. Because I'm, right. I'm imagining... Because I will say, I can imagine that a hard listen for you, Hillel, might have been enjoyable right off the bat because you are the kind of person who starts every video game on the most impossible difficulty and would rather never play the game because Mm. it's too hard and unenjoyable Mm. than go anything less than that. I know to this day, you've never completed a run of Hades because you start it on on hell mode. You will only play on hell mode. (laughs) I think I'm gonna restart Hades. First of all, I think I think that's uh, I think that's in the works. If I haven't done that already, uh, but yeah, no, I'm definitely like that. Um, I'll tell you, it's not the case that I started right away with hard listening music. Uh, I but this is, this question is like super fascinating to me because I think in some ways my wife did. <laughs> like Ash, Ash loves a hard listen. One of the things that actually got me interested in her back in 10th grade uh, was, like, she loved bad Screamo. Like, horrible Screamo music. Music that I still think is trash. (laughs) Uh, Stuff that was, like, it was people experimenting with what would become great music, but at the time was quite bad. It was, like, it was, like, crunk core. So it was, like crunk beats with screaming um there's a band called broken side indeed a classic i would call them a hard listen <laughs> uh, <laughs> that but it the, but but here's what this is why i find the question so interesting is because immediately i start my mind starts looking for like the missing link like what where does it Go, what what's a medium listen you know like is three days grace <laughs> is three days grace a medium listen an intermediate well, like, yeah i i think that for intermediate, me, a thank hard, you. yeah a hard listen really just comes to like complexity because i'd find a lot of the radiohead songs that jack is talking about i've been listening to right. for years i find them quite enjoyable i agree that they're hard listens but they aren't overwhelming mm. Mm. broken side and and I think that you've brought up a very interesting point here in that, like, yeah, I mean, I, it's very, I, I do for the meme love broken side. Well, I, can I, mean, I do too. It. Now, like introduce me to my I, wife. I, I groove to it back when I first heard it and I was 14 years old because it mm. did have a beat. I understood the yeah. lyrics weren't exceptionally deep. And and yes, the, there was mm. I, a lot of like, screaming, a lot of screaming. But I think that a lot of times it's like when you try and find the depth in Broken Side, you run out very quickly. Sure. Like you, it, it's noisy. I would say it is an equally hard listen to some Death Grip songs in its okay. just denseness. Because the other thing, the other thing I was going to bring up for my like history of hard listens would be like. I think probably System of a Down, when I started really listening to a lot of System of a Down albums, it like got me used to that kind of discordant, noisy sound. But mm-hmm. again, I think this is, that might be another instance where you would say like, that's not a hard listen because System of a Down makes- a hard listen. You would, okay. I, a lot of System of a Down songs make a lot of sense. I think you might like, have right found a, a good intermediate listen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where like, my intermediate was. <laughs> I would say OK Computer by Radiohead is also potentially an intermediate into advanced listen. Like I, I would think, ag- okay. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I yeah, I completely okay. agree. I think they did more complex stuff later. Um, yeah. Like, but okay. I, I think it's I think for me, I was just using that as an example of like where I got where it started by yeah yeah right okay so then so then yeah i guess i became a hard listener it would have been sometime right after <laughs> right at, I, I guess i became rock hard like, i hope right all after. of you are hard listeners out there <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think I, be- I think i became a solid rock hard listener right after uh right after i got into system of a down i guess i mean i'm trying to think because, like, you know, the truth of the matter is I don't listen to that many hard listens day to day. Like, I think yeah. I think less than you might think. I, I enjoy Black Midi, and I enjoy some other stuff that would be pretty... Like, and, and a, a bunch of the Giz Liz Wiz stuff falls into this category. It's, like, not... And, you know, I, I guess, like, a few of the... I, I do listen. Never mind. I listen to plenty of hard listens. I listen to, all the, to them all the time. I've come around in the middle of my sentence. Uh, the, what I will say what happens when you're hard sometimes. That's right. It, uh, <laughs> it's difficult for me now to like even separate what would have been a hard listen for me 20 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like right now, the new hundred Gex album, 10,000 Gex, <clears throat> that's like a super easy listen for me right now. I'll pop that on. I'll enjoy it. I won't pay any attention to it. It'll be super good. But there's definitely some moments on that album that I wouldn't have been able to enjoy on my first try. Uh, well, that that leads me into another key point, I think, of the hard listen oh, is that... I'm coming back to first, joy, aren't I? Yeah. First try? If, if, if first try... Because I think a lot of intermediate bands out there are both have a lot of depth, but first try, they're still, like, enjoyable. Like, I'd say Gizwiz, Gizliz, King Giz, yeah. the Giz himself. I love them. You can listen to listen. most of those albums first listen and be like, fuck yeah, this rocks. Like, this yeah, is great. I did, and this I did. is in- enjoyable I, music. There's definitely also, e- yeah. easy listens in, in King Giz. Like, there's definitely right. albums that are just, like, no, just no frills. Like, the... What was the the year of the Giz one where they just are rocking like really like soft flute melodies? Oh yeah, it's just what is like that really one? That like the, the one where, that it's just jazz, it's like the smooth jazz King Giz. <laughs> yeah, is that that's um we mentioned it. sketches of Brunswick East? Yes, ah. that one. Uh, yeah, it's that, just jazz. It's just jazz. <laughs> that is. If that's not easy listening, I I don't know it is. <laughs> no, I right. don't understand the question. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, I I agree. I think it is. I think that it has depth, but I think fundamentally, it's like it's. I think that an easy listen though sometimes is that it deteriorates slowly, but like it does depreciate in goodness over time the more you hear whereas it. i think a lot of time mm. a hard listen mm. appreciates in value saying. like there's gets better right. there's a lot more to mine yeah yeah uh, it, yeah deeper well like i right yeah i i really love stuff like that uh and I, i'm glad that like 
Death Grips is the example you gave as a hard listen because they're definitely like an artist that like surface level you're just like oh man why is this like angry man yelling for like five minutes at a time like this is like overwhelming oh no um and then like you listen to more and more of it and you're just like oh man this rules like did you know that they used like this marching band from (laughs) as a sample for for all their like uh, their drum lines for for this album, yeah. like oh, and you it, can really just, hear it. It's like <laughs> the it's just the amount one of kid like trying to play the tuba while climbing up the stairs of the Empire State Building. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> no, it's but like yeah, there's a lot of like complexity to mine with oh, yeah, like yeah. the instrumentation and like even the lyrics are like pretty cool. If you like, because you're, I don't think that you're like interpreting the intent of the lyrics when you first listen to a death grip song you maybe get like the chorus um but like i feel like it 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 takes a while for you to really like come around and that's why like you know it it's it's real uh scaring the hose music (laughs) yeah it because it's just like oh like you don't immediately get it like you, yeah, you have to sit and listen to it for a while, and that's not something that you can do at like a party or so. It's something that you do no. like in your own time on your headphones. It's something, <laughs> it's something that you do when you've already beaten the game and you want to play again on a harder <laughs> difficulty. I keep coming it's back to this concept. It's due keep... when you're in private and you want to get hard. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I keep coming back to this concept <laughs> of the new game plus of music, like. You, you, I think people, I think listeners reach a point where they are bored of the easy listen. Like they want the challenge. They want, they want something that does not play nice immediately with their ears that they can learn to appreciate. And it's more rewarding because of it. Um, that I think it's a really easy question. Like, can you, can you think of, I, you know, can you think of the, some categorical examples of easy listening. Cause like for the hard lessons, we've got a few already like death grips, you know, black, I Midi. Mean, those are the two that like come straight to mind. Easy um, listens for me, like songs I can listen to. Yeah. What are your no problem? I mean, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of EDM I enjoy overall. Sure. And I possibly say just a lot of EDM period that exists. Sure is is fairly easy listening like sometimes it's got some coolness to it and like i'd say that not all of it there's huge amounts like apex twin is obviously an example of like a crazy <laughs> a crazy man who is difficult yeah. to listen to and also amazing but he's like, got some yeah. hard listens for sure he's got some hard listens but i think that i'd say like but like pop music is almost always in in an easy listen a lot i definitely of the agree with you I definitely agree with like, you. I mean, you know, and, a lot of the he, a lot of the Apex EDM is super easy yeah. listening. Like I would put almost all of Daft Punk in that category. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. For sure. In fact, that's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite easy listening is Daft Punk. With and the other one I would uh I would bring to mind is actually w- uh, an artist that Jack showed me that I listen to a lot now, which is Tatsuro Yamashita. That that kind of city Ooh. pop. That kind of city pop goes down like fucking Coca-Cola. It is the easiest listen of all time. I can literally, 
I'll just yeah. start dance. I'll start dancing before I realize I've heard the music. Like it'll just happen. Yeah, I yeah I I yeah, I think you stole my answer. <laughs> um, but you know, I think something along those lines, like uh, just like you know, e- easy listening. Like I've been listening to a bunch of fucking jazz fusion. Yeah, that's probably my answer. I mean, I think that you can get kind of in the weeds with like, like there are definitely Daft Punk songs that like mm-hmm. have crazy rhythms and are like much more complex than they they seem. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't but, want to dig in too hard on easy listening being like pejorative. I feel like a lot of easy listening has great depth to it. Like a, a lot of that jazz fusion and city pop is like you can discover new things about it on your thousandth listen to it i think that's that true. my depreciating value is not necessarily true entirely um i, I think well i think just uh, that, like yeah i think i think that it it you know you run the risk of depreciating value more if you write an easy listening tune like i think it's harder in some ways, it's harder to make an easy listening tune that appreciates over time, over yeah. over like iterative or over like additional listens. Uh, in some ways, the chaos of a of a hard listen song is like an automatic way to build that in. It's like just yeah, like just because for the simple fact that you won't get all of the elements on your first listen, it's like automatically going to be more engaging the second or third time you listen to it. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I I <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, but I'm I'm just scrolling through like all the music I've been listening to lately and I'm just thinking, oh no, that's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. It's one, all hard. Too, no, not this one. Not this one. Too hard. Yeah, I mean, another hard. I, Jack, you're too hard. You're, you're too, too you're Jack, cool and you're hard. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I uh, I, I will. I <laughs> if I could uh, just shout out a, a hard listening album because uh, this is this might be at like the very edge of hard listening, uh, and it rules. Uh, listen to the album Earth Two, special low frequency version. Uh, it's like an hour of just the hardest fucking metal riffs in isolation. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Weird and awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's I, in, I, it's it. incredible. There's like... I, I'm pretty sure there's like no drums. It's just like someone going <laughs> insane on on guitar. I mean, it, it, <laughs> to use your words, Jack, is there is their left hand really only existing in like the upper lower quadrant of the Ab- of the guitar neck. <laughs> absolutely not these are not the metal riffs you're thinking of think oh, chugging oh. Fu- th- like more like the lower right <laughs> oh like, wow oh, this yeah. is a hard li- oh i mean it is called the lower frequency i feel like i could yeah figured that one out <laughs> this is this is the most punishing chugging fucking riffs that's my that's my uh my uh hard listen shout out uh, nice. I would probably say something like Tame Impala. 
for easy listening. Oh. Although there there yeah. is complexity in there, but like yeah. I would say yeah. like it's smoother anything uh, or, or like Torimwa. Let me Ooh. let me let me say Torimwa because great great Torimwa definitely is mostly easy listening. I would yeah. I would put like them in kind of the same category in that you you can walk into like a hip coffee shop somewhere yeah. and there's like a 30% chance that one of these are or like Thundercat is going to be playing yeah. on the, on the radio. Like yeah. I would say that my my favorite genre of easy listening is just like hip coffee shop music. Yeah. Although I feel like Thundercat kind of fell into being hip easy listening somehow because he's got some hard listens out there. Like Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a hard person. Yeah. Like I imagine being friends with Thundercat is hard mode friendship. If you see him play like with like just a real ass jazz band, he's a hard ass man. But most <laughs> of the music he he makes is like very like accessible. Yeah. It gets to the point right away. It yeah, like it's it's not like super uh dense. Uh even if there is like a sick bass solo. Just to go back to one thing, talking about crunk core and a hard listen like that is I, I feel like again, despite the challenging things, and I know we're not a music reviewing podcast, but like that it's bad. It's bad listening. Like Yeah. I agree. There there is a there is a point where like if you're making hard di- challenging choices while also not adding any depth to your music, it, it, that's when the value of the music decreases. Mm. And I think I, mm. I think that's when it becomes fun for the memes. But I feel right. like Death Grips is for all of the, the meme music kids who grew up, like Black Midi and all of these other like new, hard, hyper-pop, super dense, heavy... Like, I actually, 100 Gex, I think, is truly that. It's like... yeah. Do you want music that sounds like the bad music you listen to, but now it's good? <laughs> like, <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. remember, That's true. remember the Hollywood Undead. Do you want to listen to them at yes. two hundred fifty beats so, per minute? Like, <laughs> that's another. That's another group that Ash fucking adored in high school, and I was fascinated by it. I was like, I, I mean, I liked Hollywood Undead, okay, but like the. I, I don't think fa- that. I could make eye contact with anybody while listening to Hollywood Undead. Like, well, just to just to <laughs> make this difficult, I've I've now created a new bit for you, Jack, specifically. Oh, cool! Complete the lyric. Oh God! Um, <laughs> uh oh! Oh Christ! Um, today we will be doing "Everywhere I Go" by the Hollywood Undead. <laughs> are you ready jack no all right so um let's start with this so so i'll beat my meat mm. like i'm a fucking butcher and i'll punk the blank like i'm ashton kutcher fill in the blank jack <laughs> or hello you know we'll, we'll this will be a points game <laughs> the hose Close, but no. Damn it. Jack? 
I uh, refuse to answer for integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and that's been complete the Hollywood Undead well, Larry. Fuck me, I guess. And and I guess and I have no integrity. The, and and for the sake of, of everyone who listens, I will not be informing you of what the actual lyric is. And don't go listen to the song. It's Was terrible. it um, can I just ask yes or no question? You don't need to give up more details. Was it a slur? No, no, it wasn't okay. a slur. It okay. wasn't a slur, but it was it was uncouth. I will say though, if you want to talk about hard listening earworm, I'm pretty sure I know every single lyric to that song. Ooh. Like, yeah. I think if that song came on in karaoke with no lyrics playing, I I could rap the whole thing. And <laughs> yeah. that is that is my cross to bear. Like I, I can rap I, some uh Oh yeah. Yeah. That is your cross to bear. Yeah, hello. Whatever you're gonna say, you can rap. It's better than knowing all the lyrics to "Everywhere I Go" by Hollywood Undead. You know, I got an interesting one that I'm I'm flipping over in my head right now, trying to see how I feel about it. But I'll just say it: Pigeons playing ping pong. <laughs> that, that might be a band. That might be a band that skirts the line between the two. Honestly, oh like because because the thing is. It's super easy listening for me, but there's some hard moments in every show. I think we need to have an air horn. Well, no, but like, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I think jam bands, jam bands in general kind of skirt the line because they're easy in some contexts and they're very difficult in others. Like, like you couldn't really play pigeons at a coffee shop, (laughs) but you also like, I don't know if it would make sense to just like dead sober put on some headphones and like decode a pigeons live show like i don't know yeah. they, i think i think it's a good example of something that's like a little no, bit I, in between I, it's it's confusing a jam band is confusing because i would say they are easy listening right. in that like unequivocally it's it, they they play enjoyable things like they're yeah. not mm-hmm. They're not playing, they're not up there playing noise. Like, they're playing yeah. music. Pigeons gets a little shoegazy sometimes, but that's about as but, far as they go, if, as I'd far as the noise like, side of things. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like, but at the same time, I do think your enjoyment of a jam band is directly correlated to how much you hear that jam band. Like, yeah, yeah, first definitely. listen of a jam band, low. Tenth listen of a jam band, great. Yeah, they're they're really fun to nerd out to because at every live show they're gonna do different stuff and you're gonna get it. There's like a fun you know game trying to predict what song they're about to jam into or like yeah. what they're gonna do with their jam in the moment. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not a great example of a hard listen either. Uh, no, but yeah. I, I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting idea. I'm. I'm happy I wrote that down because it, it led to a. a <laughs> you know uh, what I would like to talk about? What? What? I'd like to talk about what we've been listening to. Well, before we do that, Jack, let's have a break. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Let's check the weather. Welcome to the weather break. An homage to one of our favorite podcasts. Welcome to Night Vale. This week's weather is brought to you by Armstrong Gun with their song, Ale Gang. 
The Jam Jar Podcast is entirely listener-supported, so if you like what we do here and you'd like us to keep doing it, keep making more of this music podcast content, then head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the jam jar. That's the jam jar. No caps, no spaces, no added ingredients. We've got some cool stuff over there. We've got the extended cuts of our episodes, usually released a bit before they come out on Spotify, as well as MP3s to download of some of our weathers. So, if listening to exclusive pre-release content sounds like your jam, then head on over and donate. Otherwise, we love all of you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've been listening to, uh, the new Killer Mike, which I was very excited about, because he hasn't done a solo thing in a while, um, since, like, the early 2010s, and I, I came into, uh, listening to Run the Jewels as more of a Killer Mike fan than an LP fan, um, uh, the the new album is 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 quite good um it does feel a bit weird coming out in the year 2023 yeah cuz it it does feel like an old classic like southern rap album um down to like yeah the i got the i mean you can tell even from the album art that yeah. he's trying to sort of return to form this is a little bit of a of a, a regression in a way. Yeah. Um, I think also I, I have read a couple of reviews of this, uh, including watching ant fans review of it. Um, I looked at the, the pitchfork review, which I actually, I, you know, pitchfork is kind of hitting this, uh, but I actually think they, they had a good write up of it. Uh, um, and, uh, I just want to preface this and say, this is not a political podcast. But uh, the <laughs> the issues that a lot of people had with the album, including me on the first listen, are kind of uh, politically based. Because uh, hmm. I think that the, the idea is that Killer Mike has often kind of used his music to spread an image of like, you know, sort of leftist radicalism. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so like, you know songs like kill your masters um but yeah has kind of secular jewish material i might say yeah yeah Uh. (laughs) um um, but in recent years you know he's gotten in trouble uh for kind of centrist views including like creating like a banking app um specifically for like you know i think a lot of his his sort of ideas on the album are like you know, like you amass wealth and you give it back to the community. Um, yeah. But I think that there's a lot of valid criticism for kind of wearing a facade of like liberation and then using that to amass wealth for yourself and then mm. giving it back in a way that continues to amass wealth for yourself. It's just kind of like, you know, just playing the capitalism game. And I think that it kind of, um, doubling down on a lot of that stuff yeah. kind of left a sour taste in my mouth <laughs> to listen to them. Even though, like, the, I think the album is really good. Like, I think it's definitely worth listening to. 
Um, there were some tracks that I thought were kind of boring, like instrumentation wise and flow wise, but there are some mm-hmm. tracks that are like really good. Like the one with uh, Andre 3000 is like incredible. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the track with, um, with CeeLo Green on it? I forget the name. Um, the first track, uh, I thought it was good. It was a good introduction. Um, it, it wasn't my, my favorite. I mean, I think definitely scientists and engineers is my favorite. Um, got it. But also I, I, I only gave it one listen all the way through. Um, I did, I did kind of cringe at the line. Um, there's some, I, I forget the exact phrasing of it. And, um, you know, I think it contains words that I can't say without mm-hmm. destroying my good name. Um, like Hollywood on dead lyrics. Yeah. But there's something where you said, like, these guys are like broke back. And mm. yeah, and that that kind of that kind of was like, uh, like, like, are we really like? I was like, ha, these guys are are gay. Like that. It's like it really felt like a throwback album to like, you know, you know, two thousand six. Back, yeah. back when people said that <laughs> on albums. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, it's just like that sort of like like jabbing is like pretty fucking old like faux pas <laughs> yeah i did um, some uh some really fast mental gymnastics to yeah. cover up that line <laughs> where i was uh, like oh he probably means that they're sneaking around and that that's embarrassing yeah ju- it's like uh, but no they that there would be a better metaphor if that was these the case. dudes are gay yeah i i don't know yeah. i feel like that that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way and there's a couple lines like like there's like he got a lot of flack for for like because uh, people are like, oh yeah, you're a landlord, you're a landlord. And then there's like right. a, a line where he's just like, yeah, I'm a landlord, pay rent, bitch. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Doubling down on the shit that people are just like, like, this. that's fucked up, dude. Like, <laughs> the It's funny because I sort of saw this as like, I mean, you're right. I did cringe at a few parts of the album, um, but I did kind of see this as like a nice sort of honesty moment in the sense that like Killer Mike has never been anti-capitalist. I mean, he he sometimes hints at it, but when when asked directly, he's always like, yeah, you got to play the game. <laughs> uh, so in a way it was sort of refreshing to see him like be honest about that in this album. Uh, but then on the other hand, I would prefer if he sounded more like he did on run the jewels politically. So it's a, it's a tough balance. Like I want him to be true to himself, but I also want him to speak out against the unhelpful systems. (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) think, I think it, to me, it comes across as kind of duplicitous. Like, that, like, mm. it's just kind of like, you know, mining the, the, the social movement for what it's worth and then, like, getting, you know, whatever reward you can out of it. Uh, and then, like, not really following through. Um, but I don't know. Right. I, I do want to say, like, Killer Mike has done really cool things. Uh, yeah. politically and he's he he does like community outreach um 
complaining. But I think that some of the ways that like he he does that are fairly criticized. And I feel like releasing a whole record and just being like, I don't fucking care about any of your criticism. I'm a little kid. Yeah. I (laughs) I, I don't know. It it it's cringe, you know. (laughs) I I also just wanna say, um there is there there's a bit of disappointment with the the Boards of Canada single that wasn't real and was fake. Um but but there was a real Aphex twin uh single that came out and I listened to it and it rules and that's all I have to say about it. Uh, just listen to it when you get a chance. Well, I've been listening to a whole bunch of music. Uh I'll just I'll just run through three albums that uh I've been listening to a bunch. Um Sean C is a YouTuber who released since we just hit the we're finishing up the 26th week of the year. Uh so we're halfway through officially 2023. Um I I've been looking through Sean C released like a video that shows his, you know, favorite albums of the year so far. Uh it reminded me that I I I wanted to keep listening to Lil Yachty's album. Um I don't, have you guys heard Let's Start Here by Lil Yachty? No. No? I mean, I've heard The Black Seminole, but I haven't heard anything else from okay. the album. The Black Seminole is definitely the track that I would recommend. Like, he does he does the kindness of putting that at the very beginning, because I think that is for sure the best song on the album. Uh, but I really like the album, honestly. Like, I like the vibe. It's got, like, a psychedelic rock kind of thing going on, I think. Pink Floyd produced the Black Seminole. Um, although I can't remember if that was just a joke or not, but I think that might be true. Uh, it's it's a really interesting album. Lil Yachty has some very, what would you say? He has a very unique sense of like taste and aesthetic. Um, and I find I find the album really good. I think it's another album that you sort of need the right context, like. It's definitely not a gym album or anything like that. <laughs> uh, it's like a late night album kind of thing. You know, psychedelics type stuff. And then the other album that I hadn't heard before that uh, Sean C. recommended was Red Moon and Venus by Kali Uchis. I, I, I do like Kali uh, Uchis' rules. I, I've, yeah. I've mostly dug a lot of her like early stuff, but um, you know, I haven't really followed up. I, I might have to uh, you know, jump into the the Uchi's dream again. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> Red Moon and Venus is really good. Uh, there's two tracks on there that I would like super quickly recommend, which is like Moral Conscious and and the song Blue. Um, that that whole album is like you know R and B stuff, R and B soul. Uh, and I hadn't listened to really any Kali Uchi's, but this is really good. So I'm gonna have to do the reverse of Jack and go back through her early stuff and check it out. Because uh, I was I was impressed. I was like, you know, I, I was giving it a listen. Thought like, like I've been listening to some R and B recently. I've been listening to a lot of Ari Lennox, um, and I listened to that new SZA album. You know, like I've been trying to keep up on my on my R and B game. I listened to the new uh, I listened to the new Daniel Caesar album too. I can't remember the name right now, uh, 
but give that one, give that one a listen. Daniel Caesar is a weird guy kind of, but he's got a great voice and that's a cool album. Uh, but the album that I've been listening to the most for sure is Epsilon Iguana by Great Dane. Um, okay. Yeah. I love Great Dane. He's a producer from the San Francisco Bay area, although he has since moved to New York city. Uh, and he has this super, like you want to talk about easy listening. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Throw on any great Dane album. And I'm in easy listening mode. Like he just has yeah. the catchiest beats for this me. Is how I got easy. <laughs> um he's got two songs i mean he's got he's got a, a not a huge range but a, a a range of of vibes on this album and there's two fairly different ones like you know quietly is an album featuring a singer i should have i should have uh, brought her name to the table but she does a good job and that's like kind of a kind of a soft uh like you know, it's got like sad, like a sad dance sort of hip hop vibe um, in the background while the, the you know, the, the soft lead vocals do do justice to it. I don't know. It's it's a good song. And then I'm with it is just more of like a like something you would play at an after party. But both have this sort of ethereal quality that I think he sometimes will like yeah. push. He'll sort of lean into that especially for for like the summer i think it's really nice to just to have some like sort of ambient summer beats but adam what have you been listening to well as we know i've been gizzing and lizzing but i do have three things that i've been listening to that i i i want to talk about first one is gorilla by little sims oh um, yeah i love that little song sims. bangs um yeah. new single she just dropped um I also I I went back because I never listened to it before and I listened to Hyperspace by mm. Beck. Oh. And I'm in love with you. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Beck wasn't is expecting sort of, that. Sort of hit this for me. I, I really like like it, it wasn't it wasn't like terrible. Like, sure. it wasn't like, God, unlistenable trash. But, like, I don't know. I went into it with a with a Beck-level expectation, which is usually like, ah, like, I'm I'm going to love this because I tend to love everything he makes. And um, this one was just, like, it was fine. But, like, I feel like fine was a bit bad for Beck. Like, I wasn't ready for something to be fine. It, 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 it brought me down a bit. Um... <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's it just made me. It made me. It made me sad to be a bit disappointed in a Beck album, especially one that kind of had like this city pop vaporwave vibe to it. That it just really, he just didn't. He didn't knock it out of the park. Like just didn't deliver. It, it was not hmm. Beck in in Odalay form. Um, and then gotcha. the other thing I listened to is the 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 Krautrock of all Krautrock. I'm on Duel Two. Yeti, 1970. Whoa. It's just it's this this guys. This is this is a hard. This is a rock hard listen. <laughs> like I, I, 
you're already saying cart rock, which is just like, ooh. Yeah, I know. This so so when I say it's a hard listen, I mean it's a Jack Vaughn listen. Like it's 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 made for Jack. This is this is some sauerkraut rock. Like so, this send is send me that shit. I will. You should listen to all of them. Yeah, it's similar time period as King Crimson, like um God, I I could give you I mean God, what is the song off of this? I, she came through the chimney is the song I will pick off of this to recommend. But really, it's 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 kraut rock. It's progressive. It's psychedelic. It's confusing. It's noisy. Like you gotta listen to the whole thing. Um, but Yeti, nineteen seventy, Amandul two. That's two U's with two umlauts. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and then and then yeah, six different king gizzard and the lizard wizard albums um, right but but yeah also also a bunch of stuff because you know now i'm listening i just can't stop listening but i think that of all the gizzard lizard albums i listen to i listen to i'm in your mind fuzz for i think i've clocked going on like five hours this week alone of just yeah, that's that a good album, album. That's a good album. Because it's just so good. The first time I listened, I just got so confused by the first four tracks because I didn't realize that they were four separate tracks. Because I'm in your mind, I'm not in your mind, cellophane, and I'm in your mind, fuzz, just flow together. Yeah. They absolutely yeah. 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 It's great. And that that's still probably like one of my favorite King Gizzard albums it, uh, uh, it's it, it's the one i rated 10 out of 10 yeah. <laughs> well, um what was the there's like a song at the end that's uh it's like i forget what it's like satan waits or something like that let me see um that that song goes incredibly hard it, it's like Yes, yes, I know which one you're talking about. Satan speeds up. Satan, <laughs> Satan speeds does up. not he, wait. <laughs> okay, see that 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 song rolls. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably my other, favorite song song on the album. Um, uh, and, and yeah, it's so it's so creepy and moody, uh, oh. and then it's got that 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 riff in the middle. Uh, hits like a truck. No, that. That song is really good. That's a that's a listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, just not gonna talk about him, but just just want Jack to know that I've also periodically been going back to O Monolith because Squid rules. Yeah, and um, everyone else rules. I think it might be time to not call it a comeback. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. Okay, so I'm gonna go first because I've got one locked and loaded. I I've, I picked it out at, at the last show. At the Whoa. last show I went to, uh, oh God. and I might have actually said this in like a previous recording that never saw the light of day. But I'm just gonna say it again because it's definitely coming. Uh, don't call it a comeback. Outcast will make new music. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, didn't didn't you didn't you just say Andre three thousand made a song? Like, I think it's happening. 
Um, well, he's he's been on a lot, a feature artist on a lot of albums over yeah, the exactly. past year. Um, not well, past couple years, I should say. Yeah, um, and I think that it will lead either directly or indirectly to you know, a new outcast. I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, I don't want to burst your bubble, um, but like he he kind of you know. I think he's become kind of shy. Um, yeah. And I think that he would prefer to just, like, come out and, like, you know, rock up on a feature and, you know... In a studio. Yeah. yeah. And then, you okay. know, make make some money off of that. And then, you know... Because I'm sure he is set for life. And I think that... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he... Just seems to me like, you know... Not someone who who wants to be doing shows for forever, like, um. Yeah, that's true. I think I, th- I, I think, think it both, wouldn't be. They might both, they might just make an album and yeah. not perform. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, th- this is like one of the biggest hip hop groups of all time. So yeah, I feel like the, yeah. the pressure to go out and perform. Um, oh yeah, yeah, would it'd be, be huge huge yeah um I mean, they, and there's there's been we're talking millions of dollars <laughs> like it's real pr- that's real pressure like people yeah. will will really ask yeah um and yeah i mean i think there's been rumors for years like you know like oh rumor is outcast is getting back together but it's just like you know just andre 2000 big boy talking about each other and that I think they're like they're cool now. I I don't know if there's a big spat in between them, but I think it would it came down to just like you know creative differences. I think they're pretty right. comfortable with what they're doing now. Big Boy's doing a lot of like production, and he's making money off of that. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, occasionally like Andre Two Thousand will just create an album. Where he's just like playing the oboe, because I don't know if you saw he he did do that like oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you you should uh I I don't know if it's a full album it's like a couple tracks where it's just him like um I'll have to look this up again I think it's like an ode to like his father or something like that um oh. for Father's cool. Day we did a couple years ago. And it, it's, uh, like, just mostly him playing, like, the bass oboe or something like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, fuck but, me, I guess. Maybe, uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe not. But, um, but maybe they would... were just waiting for us to mention them. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. think about that, Jack? No, I don't want to block hey. you. You know, I, I don't want to block the mojo. You know, no hope. one thought Oasis was gonna reunite, <laughs> and they won't, Adam. <laughs> they absolutely will not. Jack, I have magical powers. <laughs> okay, no one thought Abba was gonna reunite. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what I was saying. No, nobody was like, you know, who's gonna come back, and it makes total sense, Abba. Yeah. We're I've not, got right? the ghost of Edith Piaf standing right next to me. 
what we say goes. <laughs> yeah. What you say goes. Uh, which is uh, a great point. Uh, what what did you got for us, Mister uh, Fucking the Gift of yeah, Prophecy? Yeah. Doctor Mojo over here. <laughs> Doctor Powers. Shit! 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 Um, Puffy Abiyumi. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically the TV show, not the band. Yeah, I just want the show. Um, <laughs> fuck, you're right. God damn it. They, I want them they... to do the Teen Titans theme song again. Again, yeah. another one. When there's trouble, <laughs> not a, you know not a, not a new song. Just play that again. And just Taylor's call it a new song. But record it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's what I want. I want I want Teen Titans Taylor's version. Yeah. God, how how old are they? Um but yeah, yeah no, no, I stand by it. Puffy Amiyumi. I want some more of that, like, Japanese surf rock. Like, <laughs> specifically, I like, would be so down. Two, 2000s J pop. J rock. Yeah. yeah. I'd be so down. You know, I've, I've, I've fucked with J rock. I, I, uh, maybe not specifically the Puffy Amiyumi style, but, like, th- there's a lot of fucking good J rock, so, you know. Yeah, like the, the, the five, six, seven, eights. I don't know. Yeah. All of my J Rock knowledge comes from movies and TV, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean most to be fair, most of your knowledge comes from movies and TV. So it's only I mean, fair. That, it, that's true, but this specifically <laughs> is from Cartoon Network and Kill Yeah. Them, so it's yeah. <laughs> it's just like that Percy D skit where he's just like trying to pass off something he's listening to and he's like oh like what is this from and he's like oh it's this band called blah 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 and they're like no what is this from and he just like hangs head and shit he's like uh naruto um yeah oh man um i i've got one locked and loaded sweet all right uh just uh because apex twin put something out and I want to just follow this warp records line yeah. down to its source. Um, uh, Square Pusher again. Uh, he made a uh, album twenty twenty, uh, but I want more. <laughs> I don't care. All right, more Square Pusher. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it sounds like he's due. Yeah, don't call it a I comeback. Mean, he does. He doesn't make uh, albums so often. Um, yeah, but I've I I think a lot of people feel like he kind of fell off. Um, yeah, and I listened to uh, some of his later stuff, uh, and I liked it. You know, it's not not the same as like stuff in the nineties and early two thousands, but like I I. I think he makes good music and he should continue to make good music. And, uh, yeah, yeah that's just what I think. I'm, I'm here. I mean, that it. makes sense. I would, yeah, I, I would like more. Don't call it a comeback. Don't, don't do I it. Won't. Um, all right, Jack. Sweet. Take yeah. us out. We did it guys. We solved music and the world is better <laughs> for it. I start, I'm oh. sorry. I started laughing. <laughs> yeah.